What is up, everybody? Coach Ferguson here. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life. What is up, Full Potential listeners? This is Eric Ferguson, Coach Ferguson on the Full Potential Living Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. All right, Full Potential listeners, check this out. If you value the content and lessons from this podcast, I have an exciting opportunity for you. I have just opened up 10 new spots in the Full Potential Living one-on-one coaching program. This type of coaching is for driven individuals at any age who are feeling a higher calling to make a change and start building a life that they are inspired by. Specifically, I help driven individuals uncover their divine purpose, live their most authentic life, and make their full potential life experience a reality. Go ahead and fill out your full potential living coaching application in the description below to see if this coaching is right for you, or you can also visit full dash potential dash living.com to book a discovery call with me today that's full dash potential dash living.com and the first five people to enroll will receive a discount code and a free dream life hypnosis from a certified hypnotherapist you have one life do not waste your life living someone else's dream start creating your full potential life today also We are looking to grow on the Full Potential Living podcast. So if you enjoy a podcast, go ahead and follow. Follow on Spotify, Apple, Google, lots of different, just about every platform. But make sure you follow. Share it with one person. If you like a podcast, go ahead and share it with one person. What we're trying to do here on the Full Potential Living podcast is build a community of like-minded people who are looking to elevate their lives and uncover their greatest self. And I believe that happens through living in your purpose. But what does it mean to you, right? So thank you so much for listening. Let's all live in our full potential. Let's go. have on the Full Potential Living Podcast today, my good friend Jessica Hoang. Jessica is a self-love coach focusing on helping people build a better relationship with themselves. She's the host of the A Way of Thinking podcast and a Dharma yoga instructor. She's based out of New York City. Also, you can check out her podcast on Spotify, Apple, most platforms. But first of all, I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. And Jessica's got an interesting story of burning out in the financial world, working so hard she decided it wasn't for her. She had to quit, do something else, and got into coaching. And now she's a coach, has a podcast, and you can imagine it makes her an excellent candidate as a self-love coach, somebody who teaches self-love, um, because she's eliciting and, and being that self-love. So today, our topic will be self-love. So let's jump right in. 
Welcome to the Full Potential Living Podcast. I am so excited about this conversation today with my good friend, Jessica Wong. I hope I said that right. You got it. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. What's going on in your life today? Ooh, great question. Well, I am very excited to be here today with you. And it's been a fun little adventure figuring out all of our technology And what else has been going on for me today? I did some coaching this morning. So yeah, feeling good, feeling alive. We like had a call about our sacred choices, getting in that life book mode. So that's right. Feels good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. We were both on that call this morning. Yeah. So today our topic is self-love. So a lot of different questions around self-love. What is it? And yeah, I appreciate you coming up with this topic. I'm excited about it. So let's jump right in. One of the definitions I found on self-love was a regard for one's own well-being and happiness, chiefly considered as a desirable rather than narcissistic characteristic. And I think that a lot of people can look at self-love in a negative way, like it's some narcissistic thing. But I want to just dive right into that. What's your interpretation of self-love? What is it? Is it selfish or selfless? Yeah. So self-love is, it's such a big concept. And it's funny because I have been, I guess, anticipating this question and thinking about it a lot of how do I define self-love? And it's almost this like big umbrella where there's all these other little components to it. You know, you have self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, and all these other concepts are part of it. But what is self-love? Self-love to me is like a general loving, caring, and like holding yourself in like regard for yourself, right? Because oftentimes we can have this like negative dialogue going on about who we are and how we show up in the world and all this negative self-talk. And I see self-love as loving yourself, caring about yourself and being able to really show up for yourself in your life and all the kind of myriad ways in which you can do that. And, you know, similar to the way that love is a very complicated thing and shows up in all these different ways. I think self-love similarly could be defined a million different ways by a million different people, right? So it's very much what it means to you. And how do you define love and how do you define self-love? So, Mm -hmm. and then to answer your second part about the narcissistic part of it, that is a very real reality, right? Where people are like, oh, well, caring about myself would mean that I'm being selfish. You know, like putting myself first means that I'm being selfish. You know, those are kind of these dialogues that have perpetuated in our society, if you will. And I would say that real self-love is not selfish. It is in a way selfless to your point. And I go back to that phrase of how we need to put our own mask on first before we can put on someone else's. And I think that that is to me self-love, right? It is caring for yourself so you can care for others Mm -hmm. because so often we are you know, giving, giving, giving to the point where we're at the very bottom of the list and we're depleted and there's nothing left to give. So self-love is saying, I get to feed myself first in order for me to feed others. So I think it perpetuates, it's actually 
so you can help others, you know? And so it, it really has, when you think of it that way, then it even has less to do with yourself, right? It is so you can give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I think, you know, there's the saying of like, fill your cup up first before you can fill other people's cup. And it's, it's not just a saying, like it's totally true. You just think about if you're intentionally putting good things into you, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel good, right? If you feel good, how are you going to show up in the world? Well, you're going to give good to the world. Like you're going to, you're going to give something positive, right? So if you're pouring that into yourself first, then you're going to be able to give that. I think there's different personality types. And I think the distinction could be like, there's some people that just give endlessly without focusing on themselves Mm -hmm. first. And then there's other people that will only give to themselves and it stops right there, right? Those are the more narcissistic people, right? Where they're not really concerned about what am I giving to the world? It's just about like, what can I get? What can I get? What can I grab? That comes from a negative place. That comes from not a place that's good for the world, right? But what we're talking about is like self-love where you're pouring in to yourself good things and then you have the intention of showing up to the world in a good place. So I think that can be a distinction and there's different personality types, obviously, but I think that can be a good distinction. Like you had mentioned, like forgiveness. I think for me, like a definition is like some kind of bullet points are being kind to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Being compassionate to yourself, forgiveness, being able to forgive and not beat yourself over the head. For me, you know, as an athlete, as a former athlete, I found myself beating myself over the head when I didn't perform the way I wanted to. And I realized afterwards that I was like, that doesn't help me to beat myself over the head. That just like, just forgive yourself, get better and move on. Like, and so I think forgiveness is a big thing that a lot of people may struggle with. I think, yeah, creating space to nurture yourself before pouring into others. And then I think of courage and authenticity, Mm -hmm. right? The courage to be authentic, the courage to be loving yourself enough to be like, you know what? I like who I am. I'm going to be courageous to be authentically me. And I think those are some really important points around self-love. And I love your answer there. So like, what does a lack of self-love look like? And then what does a strong sense of self-love look like? Sure. Sure. So I mean, I will talk from my own experience, certainly, and I think it shows up in, but I think many of the things that I've experienced are things that people generally experience, but I feel like lack of self-love, it's a lot of negative self-talk, you know, it's a lot of Mm. talking yourself Mm. down, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like if something bad happens, then you are spiraling downwards and perpetuating the negativity of whatever that experience is. And it's a lot of just putting yourself last, right? Like everyone else's needs are more important than mine Mm -hmm. and saying that like, I don't matter. You know, I think back to like relationships that I had where it was just like, well, I mostly thinking about whatever you need and I'm less Mm -hmm. thinking about what I need, you know, Mm -hmm. and I am thinking about it in terms of like, 
you know, I think about mm. when I would always be asking someone else for, for the answers that like about my own life experience, my right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I would constantly be asking someone else, like, should I do this? Should I do that? What am I doing here? Right. How, and it's like this outward right. perspective of thinking that everyone else must have a better answer mm. than I do. Wow. You know, so I think that goes a lot with like self-worth, right? And not having good self-worth and thinking that someone else has the answer, right? Like I can't possibly know the right thing to do. So I feel like that is a lot. But yeah, it's, you know, I think that negativity in general is like such a huge thing. And it's, you know, we don't want to go to the extreme of like, you know, there is toxic positivity out there. But I think that there's something to be said for 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 just looking very negatively upon yourself, you know, of of kind of picking yourself apart, which I think is such an easy, like just normal human experience is like mm -hmm. you look at yourself and all you see is the bad, mm -hmm. you know, all you're right. out is like your flaws. Right. And so I feel like that is definitely something that is pervasive when you don't have good self-love is that all you're seeing is your bad points and saying like, well, I'm no good at anything because of here's, here's this list of how I'm not, mm. you know, right, right. doing the right thing, doing what I should right. be doing and perpetuating all these societal mm -hmm. verbiage around what you should be doing. So to me, that that is a lot of what negative, like the lack thereof. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when I look at the other side of like, what does it mean to have self-love? And to me, like having self-love is so much more than just like, oh, I have self-love, right? Like it's so much more than that. It is the ability to, to first off, yes, be able to give yourself the love that you need and I think that's so important because like, I like to think about it in terms of like our relationships, right? We often are, you know, similar to what I was saying before, looking outside of ourselves for love. And sometimes we can get into this kind of desperation, right? This feeling of like, I need love. Like I am just, I'm desperate to find someone. I'm desperate to be yeah. in great relationship Oof. like that kind of feeling that's the lack right there that is yeah. the lack. Oof, and, i can feel that you can feel that that ew, just doesn't feel good yeah and so the beautiful thing about having self-love is that the love you get from other people becomes just an add-on you know mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. it means is that you get to give yourself the love that you were seeking that you had been seeking elsewhere. Mm. And so to me, that's what it is. It's like, you're saying like, I love myself so much that like, I don't necessarily need that love. It is just yeah. something that can just add an additional benefit to my life. But mm. I get to feel secure in my relationship with just me. And I think that's huge, right? Because I'll tell you, like, I spent a lot of my life being afraid to be by myself because I didn't mm. like the voices going on mm. in my head. You know, like mm. it was scary up there. Like this, all these voices up here were like, not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and as I've changed that relationship to myself, it's like, 
I love spending time by myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. no one's around. Great. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to do my own thing and enjoy my life just in my own company. And I think that is the beauty of self-love is, is really enjoying your own company of saying like, I get to be my own friends. I get to do all the things that I enjoy for myself. I get to like create this life that I love. I think it is the thing that helps us fuel this drive for just creating the life that we want, right? When you love yourself, mm-hmm. I feel like that is kind of just like a, a, almost like a side effect, right? You're like, I love myself enough to like do the things that will make me happier, that will mm-hmm. bring more joy into my life, that will create more fulfillment or whatever. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, I really want to help more people. So like I put forth the effort to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one thing I want to say to that, that I think is very interesting about self-love is that I think oftentimes people think of it of like, if I love myself, then I won't do anything. Then I won't put forth, like, I need to beat myself up to get anything done, right? I feel like that's something that sits in a lot of people's heads. And I love to challenge that because Mm -hmm. when you have self-love, you will do those things with even more gusto and you will find more things to do. It will just grow bigger and better because when you love yourself, you are almost more willing to like put in the hard yeah. work, the yeah. discipline, because mm-hmm. you know like that it's worth it for you. Right, right. That's a fascinating point. I feel like there was so many different things I could have dove into there. Uh, <laughs> there's like four, five, six things that like sparked. But first of all, like the subconscious thing. So going back to the first part of the question, what does a lack of self-love look like? I don't know if you experienced this, but you know, there's been times in my life where I didn't even notice that I was serving others' needs. It was a subconscious thing. Yes. It was subconscious for a lot of my life yeah. that, you know, I've always been somebody with a big heart and And I never realized that I was serving others, you know, before subconsciously I'd be like, oh, like, what is it we're going to do? Like, what are we going to do? And they would like decide what we're going to do. And so it was a lack of like self-centeredness. It was a lack of believing in myself when I was really young. And so when you have that, then you're just relying on the external world the whole time to tell you what to do, who to be you know, and you don't have that strong sense of self. And I think that's fascinating because it's like you grow up with it. And for me, I grew up with that. And it was like this subconscious thing. You didn't really know about it, but you would naturally refer to other people's opinions first. And that's crazy. And that's crazy. Not having that strong sense of self. And then on the other side, like having that self-love, gives you the ability, like you talked about beating yourself over the head or using love to be more disciplined. And I couldn't agree more. It's like throughout my life, when I'm feeling really happy with what I'm doing, like the love pulls me forward. It makes me more excited. When you're loving what you're doing, you want to put in more work. You want to help others because you're feeling this sense of love. And the crazy thing is about self-love, when we really love ourselves, we just want to give it to other people too. We want other people to experience it. Like 
I love my life. Like, oh my God, I'm filled with joy. Like, hey, I want you to feel it too. You know, it's just how it is. Like life isn't meant to be lived by ourselves. Life is meant to be shared. And for me, that's what I've felt like a lot of my life when I'm in this good place and I'm happy and I love myself, I'm always trying to help my friends like feel that too. Always trying to do that. And it makes me more disciplined. Like I'm an entrepreneur. I love what I do. And so like, I want to go work. People are like, oh, why are you working past 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m.? And I'm like, I chose to do this. I want to be here. I'm not, nobody told me to put in extra hours on a Friday night from 5 to 8 p.m. or whatever the hours are. Nobody told me to do that. I want to do that. That's why I'm here. I could be sipping on a beer with a friend at a bar. Or I could be working on my dream. And it's not to say that I don't do that sometimes, but I get to choose. And so when you have that self-centeredness and you love what you're doing, kind of merging those two ideas, then the discipline and the hard work comes in and there's no need to beat yourself over the head. There's no need to be like, oh, I didn't, you know, you can improve yourself and work on stuff, but I would say that the love of what you're doing pulls you forward and it starts. So it's, it's almost like another thing came to my mind was self-love is a prerequisite to living in your full potential. Like it really is. Like if you love yourself, then you're going to follow that. And, you know, when you're in, in that fulfilled place, that's for me, that's full potential. Like I'm fulfilled in what I'm doing. I'm going after my dreams. Right. And I think, Self-love is a prerequisite to, yeah. oh, yeah. to living living your best life, however you wanna however you wanna call it. Fascinating. I could agree more. I, I love what you were saying about pulling you forward. I love yeah. that. That was like spot on. And yes, I totally agree. I you know, when I really think about self-love, I'm like, it is foundation, right? Like mm-hmm. it is the foundation mm-hmm. in which I'm able to build off mm-hmm. of. And having that there is what supports me to doing all the things I'm doing because yes, also as an entrepreneur, like half the time I'm like, man, I'm doing so much. I'm like all over the place sometimes, but I love it. Yeah. But it's because it's so meaningful to me. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. your point. It's that I choose it, that I, Mm -hmm. I get to be the creator of my own dreams and that comes from a place of self-love. So yes, to me, it is, it is the source in which mm. everything else builds off of. Wow. That's awesome. A foundation. I love that. So Jessica, where have you come out of? You mentioned some things briefly about kind of maybe some of your struggles, but what are some of your greatest struggles around surrounding self-love just as a, as a person? Yeah. So it's interesting because the reason why I have such a focus on self-love is because it's not like one day I turned around and I was like, bam, I have self-love and now I'll just have it. (laughs) You know, it is something that you have to practice on. And yes, Mm -hmm. it is a practice. And what I will say is I did not have it probably until maybe last year. Did I realize I started trying to pour into myself and it came from a dark place. You know, for me, it was, I kind of hit a rock bottom last year where I had quit my job after suffering from severe burnout 
And I mm. had a relationship end like within days of that. And I was moving from where I was kind of quarantining. And so it was like the rug got ripped out from under me, you know? Right. You know, obviously in the moment I was devastated, but there was this moment in that process of me getting through that where I said, I have to be my own hero. Like mm. no one can mm. A, understand what I'm going through Oof. and B, I don't think anyone can really help me get through this in the way that I can help myself. Yep. And so it was in that moment that I kind of turned this corner and decided to kind of be my own champion. And I just poured into myself. Mm. So, mm. you know, at the time and, you know, burnout is something really hard to deal with because you're kind of just like you lose a sense of enjoyment and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to do all the things I enjoy just to like feel joy again, because I've forgotten that. And like, that was when I joined Lifebook. That mm -hmm. was when I like had signed up for like a watercolor class. I was doing a lot of yoga. Like I was just doing all the things that would nourish me mm -hmm. just to A, help myself feel again, but B, it in turn just made me care about myself, you know? And so it was in that time that I started on this journey of self-love, I will call it, you know, like that was the moment where I started to say, I no longer want to be my own worst enemy. It's easy enough to have a lot of negativity, you know, like, I think there was a little bit of negativity surrounding all of the circumstances that were going on around me and that hurt. Yeah. And I was like, I get to pour into myself. I get to say like that, frankly, I matter more than all of these societal things that I'm supposed to want, you know, this perfect relationship, this great job, the prestige and the money and all that kind of stuff. And I turned around and from all of that and I said, I am more important than having these things that we're supposed yeah. to want. Right. So, Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of the beginning. I will tell another story if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. That. So absolutely. Yeah, just to say, because, you know, I was saying that it's a journey, right? And it's not linear. And it's not consistent, you know, like there's, there's been times where I have fallen off of like, really feeling that self love. And I, I want to share this one story, because I think it's really impactful in that I actually earlier this year, I was in a relationship that was not working out. And I realized how much I was letting my own self-worth and self-love suffer mm. because of that relationship not going well. I thankfully have a lot of wonderful people around me. One of my friends kind of reflected it back to me that she was just like, it was helping me realize that it was really my relationship to myself that was suffering. Right. And I had been pouring so much energy into fixing this relationship. And after that conversation and that realization, I turned direction and I poured into myself instead. And I mm. said, what do I need? How do I love myself again? Yeah. How do I build back my own self-worth? And I will say that the reason why that was so meaningful to me is when we did end up breaking up, I felt great, frankly. Like, obviously, <laughs> I was sad about the relationship ending, but I didn't let it tear me down. Normally, it's like you you end a relationship and you start questioning, like, I'm a terrible person. What did I do wrong? Da, 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 da. And I instead looked at that and I said, it didn't work out. It's OK. I'm going to be OK. 
And what can I do now to build myself back up? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, that's the wow. thing. You come back to it over and mm-hmm. over again. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thanks for your vulnerability. Yeah. For me, like some of my greatest struggles with that have to do with serving others before I serve myself. But you talked about relationships and I think that's, I think that's fascinating. So I want to touch upon that a little bit for those people who are trying to practice more self-love in relationships What's the first thing they can do to create more self-love in those close relationships? Mm, I love that. I think it's, you know, it's interesting because yes, it's like you can cultivate more self-love no matter what your relationship status is, no matter what you're doing Mm -hmm. in your life. And and I love that because it's true. Like if you're in a relationship and you want to cultivate more self-love, I mean, I think anything just starts with like noticing, right? Like noticing where are you? Awareness. Yeah. Where are you just letting go of like what your needs are? Where are you giving up your power? You know, obviously it's like you want to be a part of this relationship, but being able to say like my voice counts too. Next question. In your hardest times, how did you practice? self-love like what are some of the best practices that have worked for you and might work for other people that are listening sure so i think it's a lot to do with tuning into yourself so i had a friend ask me like what did you do when you suddenly realized like oh i'm not loving myself what is it that yes i mean i will say that i am a big meditator and i feel like that does really serve me because it is kind of like that tuning in or even just spending time alone in your own mind, you know, like you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to like sit down and meditate, but I think it's just like giving yourself some breathing room to really think about like, what is it something that would bring me more enjoyment or like, what is it that I am missing right now? And just tuning back in with yourself, because I think it's half the battle is just noticing that you're not really loving yourself. Right. And then next is really tuning into what would feed me. And I think that's a very personal question because we're all kind of fed by different things. But I think it's starting to find like you could write it out if you want to, which I I actually tend to do, right? Like I literally will write out a list of like, here's some things I would like to do for myself, you know. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a lot of going back to my practices. So like what we were talking Mm -hmm. about our habits. So like Mm -hmm. having good habits, getting good sleep is a huge one to me you know, being able to like give yourself that breathing room of if it's meditation or journaling or whatever that method is that will help you kind of tune back into yourself. So I think that's a big one. Movement is a great one. Like maybe just like getting back into your body, you know, going for a run, going to yoga, whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. that helps you kind of come back into your body. That's always a great one. Mm -hmm. So I think that There's a lot of different ways, but yeah, I would say that tuning into yourself, either via meditation, journaling, just sitting, like thinking to yourself, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And then like taking literally like blocking off your time and finding the time to do those things. Mm -hmm. I think that's really hard for people too, right? Is you say, well, I really want to nourish myself, but then like I have like, here's the, my massive to-do list. 
Right. There is no time for me. And, you know, obviously I understand like people have kids and all that kind of stuff. But to that, I would say that look for a way, right? Like whether it is, yeah, find there has to me, it's like where there is a will, there is a way is kind of if you make it a priority, you know, it can be five minutes, but if you make it a priority, then there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. So yeah, I love what you just said there. It doesn't matter the amount of time, but it is saying like, I can give myself this five minute break and tune into whatever it is that I need to do and actually do it. Because to me, that is one of the biggest things about it is carving out that time and then holding that as sacred space for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. nothing gets to interrupt that, you know, I'm not going to book over that time because it is important to me. Right. So when you 100%. are in a place where you're really missing that self-love, that those are kind of the steps I would say to take is figuring out what would help and then really carving out the time and doing it because it's easy to be like, oh, well, I got this whole list and then right. never do it. 100%. Percent, hundred percent. So you become aware of what's going on first, right? And then you know by creating space. So whether for me, like one of the best practices is going for a walk. Like I almost I do that all the time. It's literally just going for a walk. You know when I'm feeling stressed or when I've been working a ton, I'm like, okay, break. I got to go for a walk. Get outside. I don't care how cold it is. Like you know, in the winter, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a walk right now. And that always gets me in a better place. You know, when we move our body, energy in motion, right. Is emotion. When we move our body, we move our emotions. Right. And often like when I move my body, I have these realizations too. And I'm like, you think of things from a different level and you're like, Oh, it's going to be okay. Like, it's all right. Like you can be so centered in these struggling moments that you're like, you think that's the end all be all, but that's just something that's going to pass, right? That thing is going to pass. So that's huge. That's huge. I think for me, and maybe some people can relate to this as well, but it's working hard. And you talked about burnout, you know, working really hard and not realizing that I need to nurture myself. The word I'm looking for is nurture because it's not just rest, but it's nurture because like you can lay on the couch and just like lay there, but are you nurturing yourself? Does that really feel good? Are you, are you kind of doing good for yourself? But I've realized that I have to deliberately put that in my schedule. I'm the type of person that wants to do all the things. I want to make stuff happen. I want to go after my dreams, make it all happen. But the crazy thing I realized is like, I would always just hit a wall and then like, all right, I'm going to sleep today. And now I'm learning how to put that into my schedule, literally just, you know, even give myself two days a week, one day a week or two days a week where I let myself just do whatever I want. Kind of like a cheat day if you're on a diet or something, but a relax, a nurture day, you have to put that into your schedule. You have to, or else you do burnout. So that's one thing I struggle with, or I used to struggle with that now is I'm working on consistently, but what do you think Jessica is one of your most courageous moments of self-love? If you have a memory that comes up like a courageous moment of standing up for yourself or 
being authentic or just loving yourself in some kind of way? What comes up for you? Yeah, the big moment to me would have to be quitting my job because yeah. that was that was so hard. It took me months and months and I was like really burned out. Like I was in really bad shape. And you're in like, the financial financial I, world and, and on I Wall was Street, working, is that right? No, I was working corporate finance. Corporate not, finance. Yeah. Gotcha. I had okay. burned out to the point where like I had a rash on my neck for like four months and I couldn't get rid of it. And it was like the stress was just like literally eating away at me. Like, and that was a huge wake up call because I, it was like, I was just trying to push through, you know, like, and, and I think that that speaks a lot to like how I'd always been right in my mm -hmm. entire life was I was the type of person who would just push through, grit my teeth, like dig my heels in and just like work harder, yeah. you know, to the point, just like what you were saying, like I constantly would get sick was my thing. Like I would work myself to the point where I would get physically ill a lot. And I, I see that now where it was just like, I would wipe myself out and then I would, I would catch a cold and I'd be like down and out for like days. <laughs> and it's crazy, you know, yeah. and it's like that moment was when I actually managed to quit. It was I kind of talked a little bit about this before, but but it really was a turning point for me to to really sit in the fact that I mattered because for so long, like I just felt like, oh, I'm just a cog in a wheel, you know, especially Oof. working in a corporation. You know, like I'm just a cog in a wheel. I am just like, you know, nobody really cares like how I feel. My feelings don't matter. Right. Ooh. Like that was that's rough. That was how I felt, you know, working in those environments. And yeah, it was a moment where I said, like, no, like I matter and my happiness and my well, my ability to experience joy matters, you know. Yeah. Right. yeah and so that was. I think that Ooh. was the biggest moment of self-love was turning away from all of that and choosing, you know, it's hard. Like I had actually been laid off from a job before and that felt very different because that was like, well, they, they laid me off. Like I had no choice. Like this was me choosing to leave my job and stand up for myself and say, like, I've had enough. Like I mm. don't want this to be treated this way anymore and I am not willing to stand for it. Mm. Fuck this. I'm going to take care of myself. Pour self-love into me. That's right. That's that's some powerful stuff. It's like that moment that you realize that you're worthy, that your life matters. Yeah. You know, that that the joy for you matters. You're not just a cog in a wheel. You're not just somebody that's working for somebody else, but your life matters. Your experience matters. And that's that's huge. That's huge. I want to move into some rapid fire questions. <laughs> so quick ones, be like a sentence or a word, two words, whatever, up to a sentence. My first one that just came to me is what's your favorite restaurant in New York City? Ooh. <laughs> if you had to pick one. Oh, that's so hard. I recently have been eating vegan. So my favorite place is this place called Beyond Sushi. It's Ooh. vegan sushi, but God damn, I love that place. And I could go there literally every day. 
Beyond Sushi. Boom. What's your favorite musical that you've seen in New York City, maybe on Broadway or? Oh, no. I don't know. I've seen so many. (laughs) Hamilton? (laughs) Hamilton is definitely up there. You know, I'm going to go with Hamilton. Hamilton. I actually, I won tickets in the lottery and I was front row. What? (laughs) Oh my God. We paid like, yeah, we paid a lot to go to that. Okay. Best drink for feeling self-love. I got to go with a warm cup of tea. Warm cup of tea. What kind of tea? Oh, I love all tea. Recently, (laughs) I, well, recently I've been hooked on like turmeric lattes Okay. Oh, a nice, like, warm turmeric latte is what I would go reach for. That's me personally. <laughs> okay. Best food for feeling self love. <laughs> These questions are picking <laughs> me up. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I have like a real problem with chocolate lately, so I'm like, <laughs> I, I definitely turn to the chocolate. Chocolate. Like that. I don't know if that's like the most nourishing thing. I'm like, if I'm pro- trying to be self love something else but yeah if i'm like just self-loving like yeah some Some comfort comfort food all right last one favorite book around self-love so i love this book it's called the mastery of love it's Mm. by don miguel ruiz Mm. he's also the the author of the four agreements that book it was funny it was sitting on my shelf for a while And for whatever reason, I'd never picked it up. And then one day I picked it up and I could not stop reading it. Mm -hmm. It just like spoke volumes to me. So if you want to, and I mean, I will say it goes deep, like it's going to hit you kind of smack in the face, but I love that book. Yeah. What was the name of it again? The Mastery of Love. The Mastery of Love. That's cool. That's amazing. Any other books or courses around self-love that might help people or even maybe a YouTube video or something that you can think of that that would be helpful for people around self-love? Well, let's see. It's interesting because I have a lot of resources that I'm like, I need to read and get to. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm like trying to think of what else would I recommend for someone wanting to work on self-love? I mean, well, not to like point to myself, but I would listen to the episode on self-compassion that was the first episode of my podcast, actually. Mm, Nice. Uh, Because I do think self-compassion is a huge self-love. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of great people out there, you know, I haven't actually read it, but I know Kristen Neff is like a big person in self-compassion. So she's, you know, a resource yeah. that comes to mind. Gotcha. Uh, life yeah. book. Life book life. is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, life book was huge. You know, life book was, was really showing myself that I could choose the direction of my life, you know, which was something that was profound and completely right. different anything I was doing. So right. absolutely would recommend Lifebook. That that's, was massive. That's yeah. true. Self-love is is choosing, creating and choosing your path and going towards it every day. Yeah. That's but yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I will say that my focus now as a coach is really around self-love. And so if anyone's listening and they're like, where do I go from here? I'm also happy to be a resource. Amazing. Amazing. 
Sweet. So I have two more questions and then we will get to where people can find you. But this is one of my favorite questions. So fast forward to the end of your life and you're, you're laying on your deathbed. And I think I might've mentioned this in in your podcast did I? (laughs) (laughs) So you might be ready for it. You're laying on your deathbed and, and you look out the window and you're like, you know what? I am fulfilled with my life because I did these two or three things. I, you know, they can be philosophies that you lived by. They can be goals that you accomplished, whatever it is for you, what means the most, like what would those two to three things be for you to go, you know what? It's okay for me to die now because I did these things. I have zero regrets and that's it. That's, I feel fulfilled. What would those two to three things be for you looking back? So, well, I mean, the first one would definitely be that I held a lot of self-love for myself, but I think the second one is compassion for all beings. Mm. Uh, That is a deep, deep belief and learning that I have from my teacher, my yoga guru, Sri Dharma Mitra, is that, you know, compassion or ahimsa is the foundation for all yoga. And I think it's the foundation for Mm. all life, you know, hold compassion for yourself and for all others. That is definitely something I live by. And what else would there be? I think it's just that I lived a life on my own terms. I think Mm, that's the real mm. thing. Because to me, it's that I'm not living by someone else's dream for me. I'm not living by society's impression upon me. Mm. I'm living my life by my own terms. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's huge. That's that's self-love right there (laughs) (laughs) to wrap it up. So I guess, you know, what does full potential look like to you in coaching, whether it be in your podcast, whether it be in your entire life, what does full potential living look like to you? Hmm. It's interesting because full potential, I feel like that's, it's always changing, right? It's always Mm morphing and turning into something else. But to me, living to my full potential means, well, loving myself and and doing all the things that that matter, but also like caring for others and mm-hmm. and doing, you know, we talked about this on my podcast, like being able to impact as many lives as I can mm-hmm. is a huge thing to me. And mm-hmm. and I never expected that to be part of my journey, to mm-hmm. be honest. And, and it's funny, I remember you saying like, you always were like, I'm going to change lives. He's going to change the world. Yeah. (laughs) Have that. And it's, it's like a newer thing to me, but to me, like to be able to even to impact, you know, I, I started my podcast with the hope that it would help one person. And to me, it's like anything else is just gravy. So to, to help one person has always been my mission is just like one person at a time. And and I hope that number just grows and expands beyond what I can even imagine. I think that's really what full potential is. It's like, I want to live so full out that things happen that I can't even dream up right now. That's what I want my full potential. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love that. That's amazing. 
Well, where can people find you? I know you have your podcast, obviously different. What are a couple of different ways people can find you and find your coaching as a professional coach? Yeah. So I, well, my podcast is a way of thinking and you can find that mm. on all the podcast networks, Spotify, mm. Apple podcasts, etc. And for coaching, you can find me on Instagram at Jessica Huang coaching. And you can also find me on my website, which is also jessicahuangcoaching.com. So nice. make it nice and simple for you. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on today. This was an awesome podcast, awesome conversation. And thank you for jumping in from, from New York City. I appreciate you. I think yeah. you're doing a lot of awesome things. It takes a lot of courage to go after what really matters to you and to step into that best version of yourself and that self-love. And so I commend you for, for doing that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your platform and coming on my podcast. And (laughs) I love this. Absolutely. Awesome. Bye-bye. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life.